welcome back to another episode of Songwriting Saves the World. If you, 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 you are currently listening <laughs> on Spotify, then you can go and like and download and follow us. Got that follow. And if you're listening on iTunes, then you can do the same. Like, download, follow. You can also leave a review, a five-star review. And if you are listening on SoundCloud, then you can like and follow and comment as well. Make sure to keep up with us on social media. You can follow us on Instagram at Songwriting Saves the World. On Facebook, you can like our page on at Songwriting Saves the World. And you know yep. the drill. The whole family's got to like it. Mother, Everyone. brother, sister, cousin. Everyone should be home for the holidays Fish. or maybe not because of Corona. Dog. But in your next Zoom gathering, just tell everyone to follow us. Right, right, And right. then lastly on Send Twitter at the Song Zoom Saves the World. Yeah, do that. <laughs> And if you really, really like our show and you want to support us, you want to be a real one, you want to actually you can message us directly on any social media. So you don't really have to be a Patreon to do that. But if you want (laughs) to chat and you also want to support us on Patreon, then you can at Sovereign Saves the World on Patreon for four dollars a month. You get extra content from our guests like song breakdowns. Like song reviews of songs that you guys send in. We're going to be putting one of those out this month. And merch like a Sovereign Saves the World laptop sticker and soon sweatshirts. Guys, Ooh. we are learning how to embroider. Well, mostly. I, mean, <laughs> I say we, but I really I haven't I mean, um, started doing we. this yet. <laughs> it's still we. Most it's a team effort. Uh, yeah, but it, I would give the props to Anik at this point. <laughs> learning how to embroider for y'all. Okay, freaking love you guys. TikTok embroidery videos. <laughs> yes, the ones you have to dig deep to find to make after merch. liking everything. We're gonna we're making sweatshirts that are tie dye and pink tie dye so and cute. have something saves the world embroidered on them, and you will be able to buy them hopefully on our website soon. I don't want to like put too much too fast out there, but 2021 things are looking real big out here this is what's in the works this is what these are the things that we are trying to (laughs) accomplish in the works on the days that i can function i mean you know it is quarantine and we are you know making it through we're trying our best so it's in the works however slowly (laughs) i just wanted you to know that this is me trying exactly exactly that was freaking the heading on one of my journal entries the other day (laughs) (laughs) So we want to tell you um, some highlights from this conversation with Megan Dervin Ackerman, our queen, our amazing love bestie. I'm awesome. taking that liberty and calling her our best friend. Um, yeah. <laughs> um, I agree with that. Um, we talked about how songwriting makes you a better communicator. We talked about. Wait, what was the other thing I was going to say? The strength and vulnerability. Oh, we talked about their strength, how their strength and vulnerability in co-writes. And being a DJ and this cool place in Williamsburg where people DJ on vinyls. And Megan is very cool and knows about things like this. And she'll tell you about them in the interview. So if you want to hear that stuff, then keep listening because it was a great conversation. And we love her and she's very smart and insightful and cool. And we hope you enjoy it. So let's get into that. We'll do a little intro for the people. Today we have Megan Durbin Ackerman. Megan is a super, super talented (laughs) songwriter and producer based in Brooklyn, New York. She recently had a song in Emily in Paris on Netflix, which 
on her queen shit, <laughs> pop off. She's also written for many independent folk, pop, and R&B artists. Versatile, we love that. We're super so excited to talk to you again. So thank you for being on the show. We say again, because full disclosure, we have recorded this before, but um, it's only positives because we get to talk to Megan again, and that's a positive in my book. Mine too. Me three. Yeah. <laughs> Welcome. Thank you for coming on. Thank you Welcome for having show. me. Hopefully we can have the same amount of inspiration and fun that we had last time. <laughs> we did have a lot of inspo. We kind of refreshed. Obviously, we want to touch on some of the same things because you have wise words to say about a lot of different, you know, interesting questions. But we tried to refresh some stuff so that it would be new. It would spark our minds again. <laughs> so we have a little intro game, as you know, called Right mm -hmm. to Our Tank, which is basically... The musical version of F. Mary Kill. So you can write with mm -hmm. an artist, tour with an artist, and one you have to tank. And the three options are Dua Lipa, Megan the Stallion, and Pharrell. Okay, so my answer <laughs> for writing is always going to be Pharrell. Yep. It's yeah, funny because like, the sublet that I'm staying in right now um, has a one of Pharrell's like books oh really it's like just like a coffee table book but uh -huh. like the first thing I did when I got here yesterday was like sit down on the couch and like <laughs> open it and just like be yeah. like I'm so happy to be here <laughs> um, so people a good way there. to break in an apartment yeah, yeah no definitely I was like okay I'm gonna have lots of things to do while I'm here <laughs> um but yeah so I'd probably write with Pharrell tour with Dua Lipa just because her sets mm -hmm. like look so fun and crazy so cool um and she always she really gives like great she's a great entertainer she yeah. gives great yeah. performances she seems like she'd just be like fun to be on tour with um yeah. and although like I feel like Megan Thee Stallion too would be like fun to be mm -hmm. with like she would also really probably be fun to tank <laughs> good reaction yeah yeah i i agree i think that's fair pharrell we kept in because we were like we you i mean what's you gonna be a better choice than yeah. that but obviously you have to write with him yeah but yeah it's funny i like i didn't really i think i've never really acknowledged or like noticed how much of an effect he's had on like pop culture and myself you know like oh, as yeah. like a writer and producer and stuff like he's really done a lot that isn't like, hey, I did this. Yeah. And so it's like mm -hmm. you don't really notice how much of an influence he has on everything um, until you kind of like do dive into his stuff and you're like, oh, yeah. shit, yeah, like he's like done this and that has affected like how I approach this or whatever, you know, it's it's he's like one of those like silent, like hugely. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, just it's like he's behind everything. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, but he's not like one of those people that's like out in the front being like, hey, look at me, I oh, did this. Yeah. yeah. It's so funny because I remember seeing an interview with one with him one time where in like the intro, the like interviewer was like, oh, he's won like this many Grammys. And, and Pharrell was like, actually, I think it's like and he said like a way higher number. And then <laughs> and then the guy was like, really? Like, I like researched and he was like, no, oh, like Pharrell was like, it's just there's ones I've won. But then there's also like all the ones that I've been involved in. And I usually just count those. And I was like, yeah, damn. King I shit. mean, wouldn't you? You <laughs> know, yeah, like, I would count like, them. It's also, like, I think for people like, you know, us that are, like, songwriters and producers, mm -hmm. it's, like, you definitely are keeping tabs of, like, everything you've worked on, mostly because oh, yeah. ho hopefully you're <laughs> proud of it. Yeah. You know what I mean? 
But it's also, like, it's kind of, like, you could, like, have played, like, a minor role in something that ends up, like, being very successful. And it's, yeah. like, because you're not, like, the face of it, people don't necessarily acknowledge as much that, like, mm-hmm. you know, that's their Grammy, mm-hmm. even though it's, like, no, I, I know it that. Is. You're or, like, no, like no, you know, mine too. <laughs> or, like, you know, like, I'm part of, like, what makes this project whole. And mm-hmm. that's, like, so much music is, like, made collectively yeah. in collaboration and takes like a village yeah you know so yeah it's so true he deserves every every bit of everything yeah i agree so um can you give us a background of your musical journey for the people for the people to know what's going on for the people um yeah i will try <laughs> i'm like i don't even remember what i said last time but um, I grew up in Berkeley, California, mm-hmm. um, and I started music as a child. <laughs> as a youngin. It's <laughs> very big. Um, no, but I, I started in elementary school. We had, like, had to choose an instrument, so mm-hmm. I obviously chose violin because I for some reason, was, like, that's the cool instrument. Like, I gotta yeah. play violin. It is cool. It is cool. Um, it's like a tiny little shoulder guitar. Yeah, I guess you could look at it like that. I don't know why I, I was, like... I don't know like, if it's like that at all. Probably not. Probably but, a stretch, um, but... Yeah, you know, it's a, it's a stringed instrument, so I yeah. can see why would you say that. Yeah, similarities. Um, they're kind of, like, shaped similarly. Yeah, so, definitely. Yeah, 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 I feel that. <laughs> Um, yeah, but I, I did that in school and kind of like, you know, I was like, can we play the Harry Potter theme? Oh, um, heck <laughs> that's yeah. That's really what I, I just wanted to learn how to like play music from like films that I mm-hmm. liked, I think, as a kid. Um, and then I also was in like a choir where I'm from. And so kind of, like, started singing and doing, like, a little bit of, like, musical theater stuff mm-hmm. from a young age. I think it was mostly just, like, my parents were like, what can we throw her into to have activities? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Work, work so much and we're not home. Mm-hmm. So, like, you know, um, I kind of did that whole thing. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, then I guess, like, it's always been part of, like, my extracurriculars. So it was, like, always something that I was just, like, everyone does this. Like, whatever, yeah. you know, like, every, everyone, like, does sports and music. And because I feel like mm-hmm. at some point in, like, our education system, that was a thing. Yeah, I mean, kids are well-rounded as heck. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, please fund uh, musical education. Oh, please, yes. Uh, something please something I will do. ask for. You know, I think it, it definitely did me a huge, um, I guess, like, what's it called? I'm gonna forget. I have I forget words a lot. So, I feel that. Um, <laughs> uh, but as solid. a songwriter, it's great. <laughs> um, it's really helpful. Um, but no, I I I think it just like helped me a lot in like you know opening your mind to like creativity mm-hmm. and like you know um, I think it is like a well round offers kids to be well rounded mm-hmm. you know and like also just like see things outside of like such a strict like academic structure yeah um so yeah okay so I did choir and I played violin and yeah I think from there like you know I took piano lessons when I was a kid but I like hated lessons Mm -hmm. and so I just like I did them for like a little bit and then I like quit and I was like five so I really (laughs) didn't learn much um 
and then I kind of like through like my teen years I think started to pick up um piano and guitar a little bit Mm -hmm. just through like I wanted to play songs that I liked so I would like learn things from the radio and whatever um and yeah um Oh, and yeah, the thing I mentioned last time was kind of like I, I used, I had my own little boom box when I was mm-hmm. a kid mm-hmm. and I had one of those like cassette players. And so I would like record the radio yeah, and, like, like on a blank cassette and just like record the songs that I wanted to listen to. Players um, maker. And so I think that's like, it's, it's funny. <laughs> yeah, well, it's funny because like I hear a lot of like producers nowadays like give kind of like when they're getting interviewed and stuff, it's, like, that was their first yeah. experience of production, right? Mm-hmm. It's kind of just, like, or, like, you know, like, DJs mm-hmm. yeah. in a way. Um, and I was, like, oh, I didn't even think of that as, like, making something. Yeah. I was just, like, I, I want to listen to something when I want to listen to something, and I want to, like, record this part of it and then, like, go to this part of the other uh-huh. song. And, like, you don't really think of it as, like, I'm creating something. You're just capturing yeah. moments in time. Like, mm-hmm. this second verse is trash. Let's just take it out. <laughs> it's like we're gonna go from like destiny's child to cisco to like you know what i mean it's just like you're hopping all over the place and it's kind of like i think that's like definitely like has something to do with like djing Mm -hmm. um which like i wish i knew how to do djing is so cool i have like this um alternate universe uh, fantasy which maybe it could be in this universe but like that I could be, um, this is not really like EDM DJing, it's more just like talk show host DJing, but like a BBC <laughs> Radio 1 host. <laughs> Hell yeah! Which is like, obviously that's a British really thing, but in America, you. like, radio stations aren't really that big of a deal. Like, it, I mean, they kind of are, like, there's like Ryan Seacrest or whatever, but pe- there's not a whole lot of like, everyone listens to the radio, but... In, in, like, yeah. the UK there is, and I'm always, like, I kind of wish that I was that and that I had that. Hop over. You could, or just start your own, you know? Mm, like, you yeah. never know. If you're good at what you do, people will tune in. And, like, there's so many different ways to, like, do that stuff now. Like, I, there's, there is, in New York, there's a um, online radio station called The Lot. Oh, cool. Which I really enjoy, and it's usually they'll have, like, guest DJs in, mm-hmm. and it's, like, a little... It's, like, an outdoor lot in, um, like, Greenpoint, Williamsburg. And they have just this little, like, um, what is it called? It's, like, a container, almost. Uh-huh. You know, like, a little, like, construction container thing. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And they, like, have a setup in there where people mm-hmm. just, like, come in That's and DJ. That's so cool. And it's, like, a lot of, like, people will come from, like, bands when they're touring or something. Uh-huh. If they also have, like, this, like, side of them that's just, like, I want to, like, curate music yeah. and, like, yeah. play it and do, like, mixes they'll do and then like some local like DJs will just like go on and like m- like kind of share their music and it's all on vinyl so that is so cool. okay that's I mean really Brooklyn cool. is so cool that's a very that's <laughs> yeah. a very Brooklyn thing this Leave it to independent vinyl it's DJ fun. spot <laughs> well it's like there's so many people here that like love yeah music, just like you know like and I think that there's definitely like a scene here for people that are like still into records mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. um and that's very cool, you know. Um, and like that's definitely like a niche, yeah, <laughs> thing these days. But it's 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 nice to kind of like listen to stuff that you like. I've you know, it's like have someone else curate mm-hmm. that for you in a way. And like I like listening to it sometimes when I'm like cooking or cleaning yeah. or like hanging out. And it's like 
there'll there'll be these people that like their like um specialty is kind of just like you know latin music from the 1960s yeah you I know love it's that. like very like Find specific thing. Yeah. um <laughs> the niche for but everyone. it's cool because it's like you know there's so much music mm-hmm. out there like so much music that's old that like i've never listened to so much music that's i mean obviously in these days it's yeah. like anyone can like record a song and put mm-hmm. it online you know and, like whether it's like a song traditionally a song or it's just like here are some right. for like two minutes <laughs> you know what I mean it's like you really can create anything you want yeah. to these days and like there's probably someone that'll listen to it so that's kind that's of a an cool inspirational moment thing, you know but it makes it as a listener probably like very hard to you know weed through that stuff mm-hmm. and so there are these people that do like you know that DJ and mix and like kind of like their thing is like finding the vinyl from the specific era or like, you know, going to different countries and like going through the dollar. Wow. Yeah. And stuff like I that. love that. Um, That's really I also cool. love so. that you said, I mean, you talked about last time, the kind of like um, early, like producing stuff that you did where you're like, I didn't even count that as like making something or the beginning to producing because last time we were talking about kind of like owning your competency I don't know if that's like the right word but like thinking of Mm -hmm. yourself as a producer or a songwriter and I feel like that's an important part of that to look back and be like no actually I was doing this like I was doing this before and I did have instincts um towards like this skill and I I thought about the conversation that we had when I was watching (laughs) New Girl because (laughs) there was a scene where um it's when Nick is writing his book and then he gives it to Schmidt and Schmidt's like, no, oh, notes. and he's like, no notes. Time. And he starts like freaking yeah. out. And then at the end, he's like, no, I'm a writer. And he like finally owns mm-hmm. up to it. And I was like, oh my God, this reminds me of what we were talking about. I'm a writer. It really is though about like owning it. And I think there's like so much that happens in the process of growing up and like other people having opinions mm-hmm. about what you're doing and like how you kind of internalize that. And mm-hmm. then like in, you know, like it takes a while to then unlearn and trust yourself again um and like kind of you know when in creating in any sense it's like whether it's like in the medium of music Mm -hmm. or not Mm -hmm. um I think a lot of it has to do with kind of like that balance of like you know there's so many things that do influence me and I listen to and are like things that I Mm -hmm. want to create Mm-hmm. And then there's things that just come out of you. And it's, like, kind of, like, how do you, like, hold those two things yeah. together? Um, and trust yourself, too. Because it's kind of, like, if you're um, absorbing so much, like, music and stuff, like, chances are, like, you'll some... I know we talked about this last time, too, but, like, you'll somehow start to match Yeah, up yeah, bit, yeah. At mm-hmm. some point in your life... Maybe sooner, maybe, maybe later, but... Um, <laughs> Yeah, but it's like no one is going to create the same thing as you if you do that and if you are absorbing and, like, listening to so many different kinds of um, kind Mm -hmm. of genres or, like, influences, you know. That's definitely true. So on the podcast, we talk a lot about a songwriter's toolbox, which is basically just kind of tips and tricks that you've picked up along Along the the way that you use when you're writing. Mm -hmm. What are three things that you have in your songwriter's toolbox? In my toolbox. Um, I'm like trying to remember what I said last time, but you know, I think I it's mostly, 
I mean, one of the big things is kind of like, you know, like maybe more obvious things is like an instrument. Mm. You know, um, I think like since growing up playing like violin and piano and kind of like learning those things. Yeah. Um, and having mm. my voice and stuff, it's kind of like that is basically the biggest tool, right? Mm-hmm. It's like at least like when it comes to the musical elements of things like melody and harmony, um, having mm. knowledge of like chord structure, yeah. theory and like that kind of stuff. It's like even if you don't realize you know it. Like, you know, I'm not going to sit down and be like, and this is the, like, uh, chord progression. You know what I mean? Right, right, right. I don't necessarily, Mm -hmm. like, I'm not necessarily conscious of it, but, um, you know, it's like I have that in my being. Oh, right. So many years of playing music Mm -hmm. and, like, playing other people's songs and stuff. Um, You definitely, like, have some of that in you. Um, so that's definitely one, like, like chords and harmony is like something that definitely a lot of people rely on me for in the room. She's the instrumentalist, Um, guys. hmm? She's the instrumentalist. So much, so much (laughs) power in that position. Cause I feel like there's often, um, rooms where there's like, I mean, maybe not often, but sometimes it's like, there's everyone plays an instrument. Sometimes it's like, oh, there's one person that like is like competent on an instrument and everyone's like. Okay, so, um, are you gonna kick this off, or, like, <laughs> are you not? Very fair, yeah. I mean, it's, it's like I, I said last time, too, it's kind of, um, there's people that are really technically good at what they mm-hmm. do, um, and I'm good enough <laughs> to get the song out. Yeah, we were talking you know about I mean? being a, uh, I was talking about being, like, a hack musician. Like, I took, um, piano lessons for, a, like, uh, quite a few years and then I kind of like stopped and I took like one year of guitar or whatever but I'm not like super good at anything like I have like one song like I can play one Duke Ellington song Duke Ellington song on piano really well and everything else is just like kind of tripping my way through it but like yeah. I can kind of figure out instruments from that but I feel like <laughs> that's where I'm at with with being like the instrumentalist I'm like I'm not super good at this but like if you really, really need me to pull it through, I might be able to. When we were at NYU, they made us, like, fill out this paper. And it was, like, oh, if you yeah, could yeah. play an instrument, like, if you would be willing to play it in a session or something. And I sat there and I <laughs> just stared at the paper like, for a while. Really I'm, like, with I myself. off guitar? Because I can technically play. Yeah, I was, like, I can technically play, but I'm not trying to be <laughs> the one who has to, like, carry the group because I can't play that well. Like, I can get by, but I don't want anyone to think that I can really do right, something with right. this. That was, that was a moment of really questioning, like, like, your confidence in yourself, looking at the paper. And, oh, they yeah. also asked people to check, are you, can you produce? Also, like, are, can you use I it? still, oh like, <laughs> hesitate. I still hesitate. It's so hard. Which is crazy. Because it's like, yes, if you, you have, you know what I mean? It's like, if you are capable, I mean... Also, I know we talked about this last time, too, but it's, like, okay, like, the role or, like, the definition of what a producer oh, right, is right. does has changed so much. It's, like, back in the day, it used to be, like, someone that walks in a room and, like, makes everyone, like, Yeah, vibe. work together. You know yeah. what I mean? It's just, like, feels good, mm-hmm. right? You know? Kind of, like, I like, like that the ice that. breaker person. <laughs> you know? Um, yeah. Really. And check. now it's kind of, like, you have to be the engineer. You have to be the instrumentalist. Mm-hmm. You have to be, like also the producer fucking you, be, you know it's like you like <laughs> pr- like production yeah well it's just like it's changed so much like the definition of it and it's kind of like 
I think that's what also what makes people hesitate mm-hmm. is kind of it's like it makes me feel like I have to like if I say I'm a producer it means that I do this 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 yeah. this, this and this and it's like like yeah. I can't do no. that that is so true that also <laughs> like there's so much to know like if you're learning we were talking about I was gonna ask you like which doll do you prefer earlier just outside of the interview question but like when you're learning like when I first started learning how to use logic I was like damn there's a lot of like things to know here there's a lot of like you could be a level one logic user Mm -hmm. to like a level 50 logic user and at what point can I be like yeah I know how to use that like I am like confident when you build your own (laughs) probably When you learn how to build your own dogs, <laughs> what I would say, you've mastered it. Exactly. I mean, that's what it feels um, like. It's so hard to be like, oh, yeah, I'm a producer. And I say that knowing that I don't know how to use everything. Like, I don't know how to do everything. But you still have to, like, push yourself and be like, no, but if I've produced a song, yeah. then I'm a producer. Or just, like, if you define yourself as that, you define yourself as that. But it's, like, yeah. I think, you know, the moment that I kind of started, like, owning it a mm-hmm. little bit more was, like, mm-hmm. I would be, like, producing stuff in my, like, studio or room with my headphones yeah. on and, like, never let anyone hear it, you know? Yeah, 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 um, yeah. <laughs> And then I'd be, like, I, I, you know, I started doing sessions and I started co-writing a lot and mm-hmm. I'd be, like, sitting in rooms with producers that, like, I would get to talking to them and just, like, watching mm-hmm. what they did and, like, learning from just, like, observing like that. Um, but I'd start talking to them and be like, yeah, like, I don't know if I can do this. Like, I don't really know what I'm doing. And yeah. then it's like, people, they would say back to me, like, I don't know what I'm doing. <laughs> you know what I mean? And yeah. It's, kinda like, exactly. the, the, it's such a, it's such a thing that it's like, you have, you feel like you have to have it all figured out. And like, part of the beauty of being a musician and being a creator is like, not actually knowing what's going to happen. Yeah. And like, capturing it you know just like I'm saying like when I did those like cassette tapes when I was a kid it's Mm -hmm, like you're mm -hmm. capturing these moments in time that happen and that's so much of like what music creation is too yeah like you don't really know what's gonna happen but it's like some of my favorite ideas and favorite moments are just like me singing on a voice memo or like you know sitting Mm -hmm. down at the piano and like pressing record on voice memo and just like seeing where my fingers take me yeah yeah and it's not intentional. It's just this thing that's like you're channeling. Um, mm-hmm. And you're I, channeling all of your life experience <laughs> and all of your music that you've ever consumed. And like, yeah. So. That reminds me so much of this super cool um, woman we interviewed, Alina Smith, who's a producer. And she, she talked about how she was like, she was an artist, she was a singer, and then she became a songwriter. And then she kind of transitioned to production from there when she like got dropped from like her songwriting deal whatever and she's like fuck I need another skill like let me do this (laughs) and um she talked about how like the best way that the best advice she could give for learning to produce is just like put yourself in a room where you are the producer like take the label take the job and then like put yourself in a situation where you're going to be asked to do things that you don't know how to do where someone's going to be like make a rock ballad and you're going to be like um about that like I don't know (laughs) I've only ever done folk music. Exactly. No, but it's, like, the best, you know, it's, like, the best people are kind of, like, cool, I'm going to, like, take that and make what I think that sounds like. Exactly. And that's how it's, like, you're not, like, and and obviously it's, like, you can also, like, listen Mm -hmm. to To things things. and be, like, okay, what are the elements that are in a rock ballad? Like, what, and that's, like, why, like, a lot of producers will sometimes, like, they're going into, like, a pop session or whatever, like, 
you know, and I don't, I don't love this mentality, but like people will ask for references. Right. Like, well, what are you going for? You yeah. Know? Um, and I think that's valuable in some ways because it's like, okay, well, then I can listen and say like, well, what, what elements did you like? You liked that like chuggy grunge guitar. Yeah. And like, yeah, so yeah. I'm going to do that, but I'm going to put my own twist on it, yeah. you know, instead of, so it's kind of like. Yeah, giving yourself some know. guidance. I mean, our next question that kind of just ties into that is um, last time we asked you about like how you combine production and songwriting if you're doing them together. But I wanted to just kind of go more basic than that. Like besides the, like the cassette thing, moving on from that, when did you start learning to produce? Like how did you approach it at first? And like what were kind of the first things you learned in your journey with that? Well, um, I... Let's see. Where did, when did I start? I think I like got garage band in high school to like record my own mm-hmm. songs and then I realized that I did not want to do that and so I just never did it. <laughs> I like made my parents buy me all this software and I never used it and I was like mm-hmm. felt very guilty still to this day. <laughs> um, but yeah, I think um, so I went to college at Berkeley College of Music in Boston mm-hmm. and um I was, I'm mostly focused on songwriting and business while I was there, but mm-hmm. in the songwriting program, they, like, make you take, like, um, kind of, like, a basic, you know, some basic, like, music technology classes. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. We learned how to use this program called Digital Performer, which I don't That's know nice. anybody that uses it, to be honest. <laughs> and I was like, why that. are we not learning, like, the things that everyone uses? Like, we, they yeah. wouldn't even teach us Pro Tools. And I was like, that seems Weird. like more of an industry standard. And yeah. I think yeah, part of it, I think, was like, um, it was just, a, yeah, it was just kind of like an outdated program. But that was like probably some mm-hmm. of my first experience with kind of like, you know, multiple tracks and like learning mm-hmm. about like signal yeah. flow, which I could not even define to you right now. But it's a lot <laughs> like inputs and outputs and like where things go, yeah, and yeah, like, yeah. you know, like all that stuff. Um, yes, I really didn't learn much. Um, <laughs> or didn't like you know like maintain it I guess um, retain retain it words Re- that's what I'm it. saying words mean those bad. kind of mean the same thing. thing yeah um, they mean similar you can thing. edit that part out you know um, <laughs> but um, yeah and then I was kind of just I think I took a break from songwriting for a while after school just because. I don't know, Berkeley kind of was a, is a hate-love experience, um, mm. and it really turned me off to the world of songwriting for a while, and so mm. I was kind of like, I'm going to do some business stuff, and so I went and worked yeah. worked in artist management out of school for like three years, mm-hmm. three and a mm-hmm. half years, um, and then I kind of like, I came back to it in my own on my own terms and in my own way, and a yeah. lot of it was just kind of like, I... I've always had this need to create and um, Mm -hmm. I you can't really turn that off if it's a part of you even if you like Mm -hmm. take a break from it for a while it's like you're always going to come back to that yeah Um, so I started doing that and I I actually like took an Ableton class online um, just to kind of like learn the basics and um I, I was drawn to the for the DAW question I was drawn to Ableton (laughs) 
because I had seen people use logic and I had seen people use Pro Tools and I was like, mm-hmm. it feels like you have to know what you're doing before you like sit down. Like it doesn't really right. feel like yeah. you can like experiment very much. And then I think like someone had told me about Ableton and I was like, well, this seems fun because you can just like, they have like the session view and the arrangement view. And okay, arra- yeah. arrangement view is pretty similar to logic where it's just like, one long the tracks yeah you know like one long thing where you're just like I feel like I have to like know exactly what I'm doing before I like put anything in here Uh and I was like no like that's not gonna work for me um and so session view in Ableton it's kind of like you can just record like like a measure four measures you know like kind of like of Mm -hmm. like an idea Mm -hmm. and then you can kind of like you can do a bunch of those and then like click two and like see how they sound together Oh, cool. And so for me, it was, like, nice because it was kind of – it was more, like, freeing. Like, free experimentation, free creating. And, like, I don't necessarily have to know, like, this keys part goes with this drum part and this guitar part and, this vocal. You know, Mm -hmm. like, I felt like in all the other – and I know that that's – I have so many friends that, like, work in Logic and work in Pro Tools that, like – don't have don't think that way yeah you know? but <laughs> yeah, like for me like <laughs> like I'm such a visual person so I was like looking at it I was like I have to know exactly what's going in this song yeah. if I'm using this jaw I don't want to I don't know that yeah <laughs> like, no I think how that can makes I know sense. That? because you like know? sometimes I feel the most like intimidating thing for me with logic is I'll like do a bunch of like I'll record my own guitar and do like a bunch of layers of that and then like I kind of when I was like way early learning to produce like um just for my own like stuff I would put on SoundCloud and and actually it's funny because my favorite like song that I ever like produced early on in on SoundCloud I had made a drum beat for it and I was like this is like okay but like I'm not really inventing anything cool here and then I accidentally I accidentally clicked on a different drum kit and then I listened to it with that and I was like whoa like that just made it so much better it was totally by accident because I just clicked on something else and all the sounds changed and I was like wow it really sounds like I like I'm doing something here now (laughs) but it's true the great part of like some of these jaws is they have like I know like GarageBand and Logic I mean they're basically the same yeah Uh um but like they both have all these loops Yeah, yeah yeah and like it's such a like a beautiful way to like start something if you're like you know if mm-hmm. you do have that intimidation and I think that's like why like splice is so popular now too yeah right? like it offers this kind of it's like a toolbox yeah exactly. you know for writers to be like okay well I don't really know how to play guitar but like I can look up a guitar line mm-hmm. or like a guitar loop and then like write on top of that you know yeah um, and it just gives you like a starting point which I think has been really monumental in like how people create these days is yeah. like based off of kind of like I know like I think probably when I first started using like GarageBand or when I was messing around with it mm-hmm. in like high school I was probably just like what's this loop and like yeah. can I layer these loops on yeah. top of each other like why not like I wasn't like actually like creating it why not who's like, gonna stop me I'm gonna do I it. was collaging it and that's yeah. like a part of production too and like it's so even creation a, yeah it's a part of artistry you know it's like you look at like I don't know. I think of like people like Frank Ocean and Beyonce. Yeah. Who, like they know people that like do what they do really well and they just call mm-hmm. on them to do that. 
And then they, like, take what they did and, like, build on it. And they're, mm-hmm. like, collage artists. Yeah. In a way that they're still, like, musicians and songwriters and producers and artists, you yeah. know. But it's, like, they really know how to, like, collage things well together. Um, yeah. So... I think that makes a lot of sense because, and also like the visual thing that you said, it is kind of weird with logic. Like you just go to like drum kits and you look and there's like 50 million options. And I'm like, do I just like pick one and go for it? Or I'm going to sit here, like listen to every damn thing. Like (laughs) I'm like, it is true. Like if you are like a visual person, that is weirdly difficult to work with. Like, I don't Mm -hmm. really know where to start, but yeah. You have to deep dive in. Figure it out as you go. So, and that's so much of, like, what this stuff is, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. It's kind of, like, I don't know. And I think that's, like, the beauty of, like, you know, like, when you're scared and you go into a new session of, like, people you don't know, you're always, like, oh, God, what if we don't make anything? Right. And then, like, by the end of it, it's, like, you have this thing that didn't exist. Mm-hmm. And, like, I think we had this kind of, like, touched on this, like, last time we spoke, too. But it's, like, that is so magical. Yeah. You know? It's so um, magical. And I really have My to remind part. I have to remind myself of that, that, like, what we do is special. Yeah. You know, it's, like... Pure magic. Just creators out here. You go into a room. (laughs) Yeah, but it's, like, you go into a room and you're, like, nervous (laughs) and you're, like, I don't know anyone and, like, this is scary and blah, 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 like, telling yourself all these stories in your head and then it's, like, you come out of it and you're, like, well, that was actually really cool (laughs) and, like, we, like, made a song today, you know? It's just, you know, and I think it's, like, if once you're in, like, the monotony of that, sometimes you, like, forget how special it is. Mm-hmm. Um, uh-huh. But it really, you know, I never get sick of it, so. Oh, there's that inspiration, guys. <laughs> <laughs> well, speaking of sessions, the last time we spoke, we kind of talked about how you find people to produce and write for or with. So we wanted to elaborate on that and also ask who some of your dream collaborators are and why. Ooh, oh, that's the so dream. Good. Okay, I'm gonna start on how I. Okay. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, man, yeah, I guess like a lot of it what at the beginning was just kind of like you know saying, "Hey, I'm writing. Do you want to write?" You know, and like hitting up people. Yeah, Luckily, yeah. like from my like school network, it's like everyone is Hi, a musician. People. Yeah. So it's, like, it was easy to kind of, like, dive into that and be, like, let's, like, work on some music together. Mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. you know, and then it's, like, if you have any friends outside of the music industry, you know that they love to matchmake you with people inside of the music industry. Mm-hmm. Um, That's true. So I have, like, a few friends that kind of, when I first started, like, writing, would be, like, I have a friend that plays music. You guys should meet each other. <laughs> You know what I mean? It is, it's, it's actually, like, such an endearing, like, lovely yeah, thing. And it's, it's, yeah, and it's, like, led me to some really great friendships and really great collaborations. Um, so really just, like, saying yes to everything, being open mm-hmm. to, like, everything that came my way at the mm-hmm. beginning. Um, and, you know, it's, like, some people you work with once and you're, like, not my kind of person. Yeah. But, you know, you do it and you learn from it and you grow. Mm-hmm. Um, and, yeah, I think, like, now it's, um, a lot of word of mouth and just like, you know, like mm-hmm. I work with a lot of the same people and like they meet someone new and they're like, let's all do something together. You yeah, know? So yeah, it's, yeah. A, it's very, and I think like working with women has been really awesome for that too, because Preach. like, snaps to that. 
Because a lot of women are like ready to share their network. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know what I mean. That's and, like, true. Ready that's to really introduce true. Introduce you to people. Um, and my experience with men was not that way <laughs> so much. Um, and not to, like love men, you know, but it's just right. like they it's there was something that they were like more protective about their network. Yeah, and, like, readily. I hate that. Like, I feel like why are you always gatekeeping? Yeah, men why? do love to gatekeep. It's annoying. <laughs> not to like hate on them or anything, but <laughs> just a little bit. Just to mix it up. <laughs> Some spice. Um but yeah, no, so it's it's definitely like, you know, there's you get your fair share of, like, competition and phases of, like, insecurity and being, like, you know, your friends start to get managers and pub- publishing deals and you're just, like, wait, Whoa. we're working on songs <laughs> together. Why am I not getting this? And then you're just, right. like, okay, you know what? You're on your own journey, dude. Yeah. Like, and it's really, like, you have to just, like, you know, you have to be your own cheerleader and yeah. your own support yeah. system in a lot of ways. Um, but, yeah, a lot of it is just kind of, like, you know, you you do something with one person and they're, like, oh, yeah, you're good at this. Like, I'm going to bring you in on this thing. Mm-hmm. Like, And I think a lot of it is people – it is a collective industry. So it's, like, a lot of people want to, like, do things together yeah. and create together and kind of be like, oh, this person's really good at that. Let's make her do this. Mm-hmm. It's so <laughs> funny. Make make her do it. No. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah. Like, you want to, like, share – those experiences with people and because that's so much of the beauty of this yeah industry i mean too. it's hilarious when like um like our friend like rachel um will be like oh my god i met someone or like anique is like oh my god i met someone new who's like a like a songwriter i'm like oh like we all have a new friend now like immediately in the group chat we're like new friend <laughs> like, when are we all writing together like one of us When's met someone session? once and we're like oh my gosh like add them to the group chat like let's set this yeah. go <laughs> No, but it's so, you know, that's a very, like, mutual feeling. Yeah. You know what I mean? And it's, like, it's it's really nice when you can, when you find people like that. Because it's very much, like, I like this person. I like their vibe. Yeah. I like what they're trying to create. Like, I like their approach to things. Mm. Um, and just, like, being weird. <laughs> you know? Like, that's, like, so much of it, too. Yeah. So much of, like, like, creativity comes from just being, like, Let's just be weird. Yeah, let's just do it. And, like, see what happens. You know, it's, like, and, like, being, I will say, like, I definitely am that person. I think to get over my own insecurity, Mm. I'm just going to be, like, I'm going to be weird. I'm going to say some shit that doesn't make any sense. I'm going to write a lot of lyrics. You're going to hate a lot of them. (laughs) Uh, You know what I mean? But it's, like, to be that person, it's, like, such a, like, you know, it helps things flow. Yeah, we were going to ask you about that because because we talked about that last time and I I loved that you said the like the thing Same. like I'm gonna say some things that you're gonna not like I'm gonna say some things that you're gonna love whatever I, I, I say a lot of things <laughs> I don't like you know what I mean but it's like yeah. it allows you to like get over that yeah. yeah you know I mean because we we're gonna like um ask about vulnerability and how obviously like we know being vulnerable vulnerable well I can't speak being weird being just kind of <laughs> relaxed and and in whatever way you can be relaxed in that situation (laughs) in a new situation like that is difficult so like kind of even though it's like the most important part so when did you kind of realize like oh when I go into sessions I need to bring this kind of like walls down energy and was that like hard at first did you do that consciously or were you just like sometimes you did that by accident and it ended up work being a better session than when you felt more closed off or more nervous I mean I think you learn through like trial and error right it's like 
I think I went into a lot of some of the, like the first sessions that I did, um, you know, with like people that were doing really well that mm-hmm. I like were better than like I viewed as as like better uh-huh. than me. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was very intimidated. Um, and I think just like, you know, I think a lot of it has to do with like working with friends. So it's like people that you're already a little bit comfortable yeah. with sometimes helps you kind of like, you know, experiment with those things a little more mm-hmm. and like, you know, um, but yeah, I was very intimidated. I'm still intimidated <laughs> some days when I go into things and I'm just like, am I like doing, am I good yeah. at this? You know, it's like, I think as a creator, you always are going to have moments like that. No matter if you have like yeah. 20 Grammys mm-hmm. or like all these, you know, what I, wow. if you have all these awards and like, you know, hit records. Question yourself. yourself that. <laughs> I mean, I think I haven't experienced any of those things, so I don't Not know. Yet. But um, love knowing that that's ahead of me, no matter how successful, no matter the accolades, I'm still just going to sit there and be like, what the actual heck am I doing here? (laughs) I I find comfort in knowing that no one knows what they're doing. Yeah, that's definitely true. And the people that think they do are probably lying. So, (laughs) yeah, you know, but I think it's like for me, a lot of the experiences that I've had that I didn't like, I'm like, I wish this was different. Or like, you know, like yeah. I think mm-hmm. going into sessions and like being uncomfortable, I'm like, oh man, I wish there was someone that could break the ice, yeah. you know? And then kind of just realizing it's like, I can do it if I want to. I just have yeah. to kind of like, you have to be vulnerable and you have to be willing to like look like a fool, you know? But it's mm-hmm. like, as long as it's like you're, you know, moving in the ways that like feel good to you. I think it's, it can only be a good thing. Cause it's like, once you do, you know, and I've worked with a lot of artists that like I've walked in and expected them to be bubbly and they weren't. And mm. so it was kind of like, okay, like if I'm going to write a song with this person, I have to make them trust me. Yeah. Um, especially if like, I want them to be vulnerable. Like a lot of the times people mirror what you give them. Mm-hmm. And so mm-hmm. I was like, you know what, if I want to get this out of this person, I have to be that first. Yeah. Like I have to be the one being like, yeah, like this boy broke my heart and you know, it's like, I have to share <laughs> yeah, my story. Yeah, yeah. And then it's like th- people like imitate and like, you know, like Respond to that. reciprocate to mm. your your vulnerability with vulnerability a lot of the time yeah so it's like you kind of have to be sometimes you have to be the one to put do it that. on the table I think it's so interesting how I often say like songwriting and becoming a better co-writer has just made me a better friend a better person a better freaking dog owner a better everything <laughs> like because you have a dog yeah I do <laughs> I have two dogs. Where, where are they? Why aren't they? They're in not. The in, they're not in here right now. <laughs> I have a golden oh doodle and a havanese. <gasps> I know. <laughs> Please send me pictures later because I love dogs okay, so I will. much. But like, they bring so much joy. It's about like communication, and so in any situation, like if you are trying to bond with someone, which really is like getting someone to trust you, or, like you have to connect with someone to write a good song, like being being open or paying attention to their how they're communicating and mirroring that like that's useful in every situation so I'm like wow I really lucked out that like Mm -hmm. in trying to learn this specific skill about music it just kind of translated to making me more like a better conversationalist (laughs) yeah well you can also like it makes you more intuitive yeah people's energies and stuff too you know I definitely like yeah you can tell when things are up 
and you can like read through people's bullshit. Yeah, yeah. Um, which is good, but it's also like not everyone wants to be like called out all the time. Right. So it's like you kind of like I don't know, but I think, and it's funny because like I talk to my therapist about this a lot, mm-hmm. but like. I think mm-hmm. in my family, I played a big role of, like, being a chameleon and, like, kind of, like, mm-hmm. you know, feeling out, like, what yeah. the vibe was and, like, yeah. what everyone else needed. Yeah. And so it's kind of, like, I think I brought that into writing in a, in a way. Um, yeah. And it's, like, made me a better writer to, like, know how to, like, adapt to different, like, energies and different people. And yeah. Different I watched scenarios. this video where this girl said... She was talking about therapy and she was like, I just really wish that like, at, like myself and everyone important in my life had a therapist that they loved. Because I just feel like the world would be so much better if like everybody was like had a, had a therapist or like had required therapy. Yeah. I agree. But wait, first we got to make mental health. Yeah. Free, you know, like universal yeah. like health care yeah. and mental Pop health care. AOC just, for president 2024. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I say that all the time. People are like, never. And I'm like, don't you ever say never because I'm going to be on the streets. I'm going to be campaigning for AOC to the day I die. Yeah, like, we'll write her some theme songs, you know, I'll make a show. Yeah, for real. Um, Anything that needs to be done, we're on it. I mean, I yeah, I support that. I think it's so important. And it's like, I didn't start going to like probably three years ago Mm -hmm. um, at this point. But like, it's made such a difference. And like, I think a big fear i had and i know a lot of other people have with it is especially as creators it's like if i go to this it's gonna fix fix me and then i can't write anything (laughs) to write about i know and it's 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 honestly made me so much better at communicating Mm. and i think it's made me a better writer just because it's like i now like know how to name Mm. things whereas like before Mm -hmm. like i'd just be like i feel overwhelmed (laughs) i don't know what's going on now i'm like I was disappointed yeah. today. You know what I mean? It, it, it gives you a little bit more clarity of kind of, like, where those feelings come from, why they happen, yeah. you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and, like, understanding yourself better, I think, gives you more confidence in what you're doing, you know? I think it really... I mean, it's been great for me, so, I, you know, <laughs> everyone, everyone... Go to therapy, therapy if you can go. <laughs> like, 11 out of 10. Or become a songwriter. Yeah. That also is a way to do that. If you want to be a better communicator. Yeah. Wow. Pulling out all the inspiration it's again true. for this episode, as <laughs> always. <laughs> I try. You know, I think it's it's easy. Like, like I was saying before, you become what you need, right? Mm. And it's like I never had a mentor. I never had like I've had a lot of people tell me no, you know. And it's so like, how do you be your own cheerleader every day? Yeah. And like, how do you give yourself inspiration so that you're not just like depressed in your bed, which I definitely was for like a week. Two weeks ago. Yeah. You know what I mean? And it's like, I didn't, like, there was some weeks that, like, I don't create a thing. And it's okay. Mm-hmm. You know? Like, especially in this year where it's, like, it's hard. Oh, my it's God. Hard is it hard? This is, yeah. Oh, like, what's, what's getting me through is, um, I, I saw, like, a, like, astrology prediction memes. Like, when people are, like, astrology says 2021 is going to be a year of similar seriousness, but more pros than cons. And I saw that and I'm like, yeah, follow. I need this. I need all of all <laughs> of this energy. <laughs> and apparently it's supposed to be a really good year for Aquarius. Oh yeah, I hell yeah. Wait, what's your um star sign? Um, Scorpio. 
Okay. Okay. I felt like yeah. Any so hard, hard exterior and soft, mushy interior. You know. I will say I I'm warming up to Scorpios. I used to have a weird thing, even though both my parents were Scorpios. Whatever. My mom gets like super upset when I talk like say anything bad about them even though she doesn't know anything about astrology she's like but that's my sign yeah that's all she knows <laughs> that's enough to be offended for sure but there i just keep getting example after example of really prime scorpios so what are you what are I your guys signs? we're both aquarius we're both aquarius yeah. oh wow it's aquarius gang up here nice <laughs> Love it. Hard working, right? I don't know. I don't really don't know. I don't know. Is that one of the primary one things? No. Not really. No. Okay, I'm making that up. <laughs> I think that's Capricorn, which is right next yeah, to Yeah, Okay. But Capricorns are super so if hard. If you're a cusp, you can get some of that. I think it's like um free spirited, has a problem with ghosting people, like creative. Um we got Harry Styles is an Aquarius. Um I thought Oprah was an Aquarius, but she might be a Virgo, which is concerning. But <laughs> why is that concerning? Well, I feel like Virgos are very like I haven't had the greatest experience with Virgos. Organized. I can't lie. <laughs> They're not my favorite, but fair, we kind fair. of um, are thinking that we need to start. Sometimes we ask guests on the show their sign, and sometimes we forget. And then when we forget, we usually try to guess after. And we're like, mm-hmm. oh, like they really seemed like a Capricorn. But then, like sometimes, I don't know, finding people's birthdays is kind of hard. But sometimes we don't know. No. But we, th- I think we need to incorporate it because I always am curious. I, I always want to yeah. know. Did you have a feeling about me before I told you? I think we tried to guess <laughs> after the last episode, but I can't remember what we guessed. I don't remember what we guessed either. We definitely tried to guess, but Scorpio makes sense to me. I kind of <laughs> see Scorpio, or I think I thought Scorpio because you kind of reminded me of my friend Sue. <laughs> and Sue is a Scorpio and she's also awesome so yeah. I was like I don't know I feel Look like they're similar Sick. that's all our questions for you today I mean and last time these are the questions we have for Megan <laughs> we love it so thank yeah, you for you coming know. on the podcast again yeah thank you thank you guys for having me it's been really fun like you don't often get to just like talk about like the fact that we make music yeah and songs and like you know, I think, like, reflect on that stuff a lot. Um, so it's cool to kind of have that experience. Yeah, it's so great. We kind yeah, of have, like, it. we have, we. I mean, we talked about, like, a little bit to you why we, like, started this and stuff last time. But, like, it was so funny before we started this because we would just be on FaceTime calls, like, for hours after, like, a session or whatever, just trying to process, trying to think through this stuff, trying to answer questions about music. And then we're like, wow. The, the classic thought, should podcast. we start a podcast? <laughs> I mean, it's interesting, though. You know, it's like, it's funny because, like, I am surrounded by so many music- musicians all the time. But, like, mm-hmm. anytime I meet someone that's not in this world, yeah, they're, like, fascinated <laughs> by it. And it's just, like, for me, I'm just like, oh. oh. Yeah. Because, like, you know, like, at some points, it's like when you're surrounded by it, it's so easy to be like, I'm shit. I'm not doing anything. Yeah. Like, I suck. <laughs> Um, and then like you meet someone and they're like, you're a songwriter. What does that mean? Mm-hmm. Like, what do you do? What's that like? Tell me everything. Yeah. You know what I mean? And it's like, you forget that it's like, you know, so much of our job. That we're cool and job. magical people. You know? <laughs> no, it's like, it's like you're in a creative industry and yeah. like, that's what you do. And like, it's cool to like have a job that's based around like people. Mm-hmm. Like I've always said like my 
my number one like passion is music and my number two passion is people Mm, yeah actually it might even be reverse I don't know (laughs) I love people you know and it's like I'm actually like kind of introverted but I am like very fascinated by like psychology and people and Uh like why we do the things we do you know yeah all that jazz that makes so much sense for an artist because you're really just like commenting on your experience and the people around you and stuff and so totally. much since, like we said, so much of songwriting is communication. Yeah, I'm thinking of taking a an online class in um in linguistics to like understand oh, language a little bit that. better. Yeah. Uh, yeah, mostly just because I'm like, you know, I have so much time on my hands these days. It's like I am doing sessions, but it's like few and far between yeah. in terms of like mm-hmm. I'm not like in studios with people. Mm-hmm. I just think that that's not safe right now. Um, yeah. And so I've had, like, a little bit more time on my hands because I'm also, like, not at bars socializing uh-huh. or going to shows or, like, whatever. And I was just, like, what am I curious about? Like, what else do I Heck learn yeah. about? Heck, yeah. Like, That's so cool. Like, That's cool. Language is, like, so cool. Like, as a songwriter, too, it's kind of, like, and I know I said this last time, but, like, we're all going to, like, describe and explain, a diff- like, the same situation in a different mm-hmm. way. Mm-hmm. And, like, that is so cool to That me. is really cool. And the more – this is kind of why I have this weird, like, like deep love for Kendrick, Kendrick Lamar. Um, just mm-hmm. because, like – it's not weird, but, like, his <laughs> – I swear it's not weird. But his, um, his lyrics, like, as a lyricist, he's just – so creative and i love i mean obviously i don't really write raps that often i think the last time i wrote a rap was to study for my midterm like some years ago in school i needed to remember some facts it was called straight out of medieval france (laughs) (laughs) i still have it i want to hear this but like i love rappers because they have more space with with language than maybe you do if you're trying to like put some intricate melody onto something Mm -hmm. and so that's like kind of who I like look to to study for lyric writing and Mm -hmm. I just think the more like taking a linguistics class is so interesting because the more kind of like breadth of knowledge you have with um just words and your language will make you like an infinitely better songwriter and like Part of it is that, you know, I have, like, a need to be productive. Right, so right. Everything <laughs> has to, like, fit into, like, what I'm doing, which is so, like, just enjoy your life. Right. You know, like, stop, like, trying yeah. to, like, make everything productive. But, like, no, it, it definitely is, like, something I've always been so interested in. And just, like, it is part of songwriting mm-hmm. and part of communicating. And, like, you know, it's, like, song is used for communicating. Yeah. And mm-hmm. a lot of ways and like, celebration and mourning and, like, whatever we originally created music. Yeah. For. I don't know that I should probably <laughs> learn take a music history class, too. Um, or, you know, like, songwriting history. Mm-hmm. Does that exist? Yeah. Or do you I just, like, it does. study that's it on your own? That's probably a class. You know? I don't know. You oh. went to Berkeley. <laughs> Yeah, look guys my computer is literally gonna die so i can't <laughs> talk forever even though i want to <laughs> thank you so for having me again. i'm glad we could do this again and of course. i like chatting with you guys so you know if you ever just want to like have like a happy hour on zoom i am so d- yes okay <laughs> song of the week and woman of the week you want to go am i going first yeah, you go. My song <laughs> of the week this week is Waterman by 
Matt Mason and User X. Oh. Um, Indie chick. No, what? Indie chick. I love Matt Mason. He just got married. Congratulations to him and his wife. Congratulations, Matt Mason. <laughs> <Mason>. <laughs> Congratulations, <laughs> Jessica. I said Mast Mason. <laughs> um, this song, he said that inspiration for it for like the first verse, and I mean, I guess the whole song, but he was talking about how when he first went out to LA to kind of like do songwriting and like in the midst of like getting signed and like right, all that craziness, right. he was doing a lot of partying and drinking and like just off the rails. And yeah. so, and his now wife was like, oh, you should talk to my brother and, like, try to, like, bring yourself down to earth type of thing. So, uh-huh. the first verse. What was her brother, like, a therapist? I have no idea, but I guess. <laughs> just speak to my brother. Yeah, and I just, I really love, like, I feel like Matt Mason has a really great way of kind of, like, the way that he sings and his voice, it takes you through, like, the emotions. And you can really feel the shift in emotions yeah. throughout the music, throughout the song. And, um, yeah, so, like, it was just about that, and I just really love how he does that in his music, and in the first verse, it's, like, um, when you told me I should text your brother, I was walking with the blood in my hand, Double Jameson was in the other, I was Uh. drinking like a spiritual man, and I think that's, like, a really cool Uh. line. Very sad, but very good. Yeah, because then he was, like, I was just talking to Jesus in my hotel room, and I feel like that ties in so well with the, like, I was drinking, like, a spiritual man. And, yeah. Like, now song and he told me to, like, get some water. Wow. How does it feel to be a good song? Yeah. <laughs> um, Matt, Mason, if you're listening to this, can you <laughs> send us a DM and answer Let the question? Let us know how it feels to be a good song. I just, like, when I listen to his lyrics, I'm like, that was so brilliant yeah like, that was so good and yeah it hurts a little bit yeah so yeah that's my song of the week i think it's super super cool and matt mason just continues to amaze Props. me my song of the week is want me by baby queen i found her re- pretty recently actually through like recommended youtube videos and she just put out an ep called madison mm-hmm. she's like this is my description an indie pop the 1975 influenced modern rock star i'm with it. that is my description and i talked to you about this actually because i've been listening to this song a lot mm-hmm. there's these lyrics where she says it makes no sense you're in her bed but you're driving home and playing my cassette because you want me and you just don't know it yet yeah and that makes me giggle so much because <laughs> because obviously it's like a really good song mm-hmm. but i know we've talked about like you and me have talked about um there's there's this kind of psychicness that runs in my family mm-hmm. um, or in the women in my family that we like really to, impressive. we like to think that we're psychic. And the main example of this is like my, for the people to know my mother, <laughs> like this story about when she met um, my dad for the first time, like the first day that she met him, even though he had a girlfriend, she like called my grandma and she's like, mom i met like the person i'm gonna marry i met like the father of my children like i'm absolutely sure and my and my grandma was like oh like are you two like dating are you are you like flirting like or is there anything she's like no no like we are very platonically friends and he has a girlfriend <laughs> but like i just know like i just know that i just know it's in my future and i know that this is the person that i'm gonna spend the rest of my life with and my grandma's like first of all <laughs> relax but uh <laughs> But then all of college, like, they didn't date, nothing. Like, obviously, they were friends, but, like, then 
a few years out of college, they got together and they ended up freaking getting a freaking Vishla, having kids, getting married, <laughs> all that stuff. And my mom was like, and they doubted me. And <laughs> they doubted me. How could you She's doubt like, me? What did I say? <laughs> what did I tell you? She was like, she went to New York. She was like, after college, I'm just living my life. I'm running marathons, going on dates, whatever. But I know in the back of my head what is coming around. I Because I know the future. And it's kind of like how weirdly I approach things now. Like, whether it is romantic things, which, let's be real, it's quarantine. There's not much of that happening. But... <laughs> Or, like, career things or anything. I'm like, you think that you have control over what's going on. But I talked to Faye yesterday. And she really said something else. She really said something else. And you can think what you want to think for now. That's funny. <laughs> I but talked to Faye yesterday. <laughs> I had a conversation. I saying that. <laughs> and things aren't going to go down how you think they're going to go down. But um, that's why the the line you want me you just don't know it yet is hilarious to me because i was like i've never heard someone say that but that is like how i like that's how i talk that's how i'm like mm -hmm. oh like yeah i like this person like we like barely know each other and they're taken but i kn i know what i know sometimes you just know <laughs> um my woman of the week this week funny enough is dua lipa because we just talked well lipa dua lipa, dua lipa. i think dua lipa. dua lipa um I really love her and I love her music and she just released a song with Angèle which I love. Oh yeah, Fever. Yeah. I, I love it too. I was like, "Ugh." I'm like, "What an amazing combo. Like what a great combination of people." Mm -hmm. And yeah, so she's a singer-songwriter from the UK. She's a really really hard worker and an amazing performer. And you could just yeah. tell that like her heart's in it, her head's in it. And <clears throat> I really love that. We love a driven queen. Yeah, we were talking and about her earlier in this episode, right? We were. Yeah, she's a great performer. She's awesome. And she's a Leo. Love a Leo. She is a Leo. She is a Leo. She's such a Leo. Wait, that makes so much sense. I, <laughs> I would have picked Leo or Libra for her. Yeah. Both of which I really love. But Leo makes sense because she has that confident yep. that fire. Yeah, I really like she's her. cool people. So yeah, my woman of the week. My woman of the week is Queen Herbie. I don't know if that's how you say it. Oh, but I love her. Yeah. <laughs> she used to be in the band Carmen, which as a young kiddo, I listen to all the time. Crash Same. your party. What's up? That's, <laughs> that's epic. But she was in Carmen with her boyfriend, who I guess she kicked out of the group because she's a solo artist now, so I don't know what happened there. But um, she has literally stacks of EPs, like mixed yep. up type things it's just like ep1 ep2 ep64 like she just goes all the way through and she raps about um self-care which i love i've been listening to her song vitamins over and over again <laughs> she goes she goes i went bullshit free for weeks it snatched my physique <laughs> physique physique and put the color back in my cheeks physique why did i say that <laughs> no one can speak today i can't speak today Thank you guys so much for listening. We'll see you next week. See you Mwah. next week. Bye. Even in the dark,